of us are in a fight. A fight for what really matters. Want to live a God-honoring, blessed life of purity? You'll need to fight for it. Want a healthy, life-giving marriage? You'll need to fight for it. Want to raise godly, responsible children? Well, you'll need to fight for it. But be prepared. You will take a beating before you reach your blessing. Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. That's the call of a warrior. You will get knocked down, but warriors, get up. Hello, Grace Point. Before we continue in our warrior series, just a couple things I want to bring your attention and for, for you to pray about. Uh, we have in this service uh, one of our former pastors of 15 years who is now living in Idaho, and he is here this weekend. Could you give a warm Grace Point welcome to, to Jake Jacobs? Jake Jacobs. <laughs> not, not sure where he's sitting at. Right there, you're right, right there. And uh, just pray for Jake and his family. Uh, yesterday we had a very sweet memorial service for his wife, dear wife Patty, of, of so many years. And so pray for uh, just for the comfort and as God walks them through that uh, God-given mourning process. Jake, it's good to have you here today. Not under these circumstances. It's good to have you. Uh, also, uh, if you've been around here recently, uh, uh, Nash, our worship leader, you know in, in November he had back surgery and uh, he had shooting pain uh, down on this side of his leg. And, and just before going into surgery, it start, the pain started on the left side as well and, and let the surgeon know that. And so when he woke up uh, from surgery, and, you know, recovering, bone being drilled out to put nerves where they won't be touched, uh, this side was very painful, no more pain. But his other side is just as bad now. And so he will be having another surgery this Wednesday around 2 p.m. See some of you writing this down. Thank you, prayer warriors. Let's pray for, for Nash uh, this Tuesday around, around t- approximately 2 p.m. over in Seattle. We just, we just want, want this, this uh, really godly worship leader young man uh, to, to be able to be, get on the floor and play with his kids. And he can't do that. So please lift him up in prayer and then all the uh, costs that go with that God would provide. Um, and then I, I'd appreciate, on a lighter note, I also I would appreciate your prayers for my marriage. It's because my wife's Cowboys are playing my Niners today. And um, I don't believe it's a coincidence, the coincidence that God has uh, provided Grace Point with several Christian counselors that come here now. So, and I have their phone numbers, so... Um, Hey, listen, 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 let's not, I don't want to push you, some of you to sin or thinking about sinning right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you came in today, uh, maybe I saw the PG-13 signs. If you're new to Grace Point, whenever I'm going to talk about something that's, you know, sensitive, I'm going to be always appropriate, but when we're going to talk about certain sensitive things, it doesn't mean that we don't want anybody under the age, you know, of 13 uh, and below, but not here. No, it's Okay. I'm just, it's a challenge for you as parents. PG stands for parental guidance. Do that. Take this opportunity to have conversations uh, their appropriate age and all that. Just, but it's also parents that have thanked me in the past. It's that, you know, that, that would be good for us to you know, take the kids uh, downstairs with, with our children's ministry. But that's just a, a really a help to parents. 
Well, the, basic, the baseline principle of this series is this, is that God has given every warrior someone to protect, a kingdom to advance, and a battle to win. God has provided every single warrior someone to protect, a kingdom to advance, and a battle to win. And the battle we're going to talk about today is one of the most common battles that many people are losing. And this battle needs to be fought and fought and fought and eventually won. This battle is serious. Now, every warrior goes into a battle with a plan. If they don't have a plan, they're not really a warrior. Every, battle, every warrior goes in with a plan, a plan to win, a plan to be victorious. And no warrior has ever said that my aim, my goal, my desire is to be captured by the enemy. <laughs> Never said that. No warrior has ever said my aim, my goal, my desire is to abandon my post and let people down. No warrior said my aim, goal, and desire is to be dishonorably discharged and the loss of reputation and all that that goes with that. Today is titled Your Temptation Battle Plan, a battle plan for temptation that we all face. Jesus declared accurately that Satan, he's all about stealing, killing, and destroying. And he doesn't just come up to you and say, I want to, I want to steal important things from you. I want to destroy you. I want to kill things in your life. No, no, no. He, he, he deceives us, right? He discourages us. He disengages us. He distracts us for one reason, to draw us down a path that leads to sin. And sin will lead to pain. And pain will lead to death. Death of a relationship, death of trust, death of purity, death of a reputation. See, Satan is ruthless, and he wants to destroy, steal, kill, and destroy you. That's why we need a temptation battle plan. Turn to 2 Samuel chapter 11, if you would. If you don't have a copy of God's Word, there's Bibles in the back. You can take one if you don't have one, or you have a Bible app. Uh, that's fine. Second Samuel chapter 11. King David was a warrior. King David was a worshiper. King David was a man who wholeheartedly loved God. That's, that's David. And in the Bible, there are 920 verses about David. Sadly, David's known most often for three of them. For three of them, these three verses brought tremendous pain to David and others that he cared about. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men, David's men, and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, and, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. And from the roof, he saw a beautiful, I mean, a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. And David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba. 
the daughter of Eliam. Several hints here. And the wife, David, the wife of Uriah. Now, pause right there. David knew Uriah. David had mighty men. Just a few. He had thousands of soldiers. He had a handful of mighty men. Uriah was one of his mighty men. Just want to let you know, David, who she is, her father, and she's the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Satan is a punk. Bible says, seeking whom he may devour. He is ruthless. And he has seduced hundreds of millions, if not obviously billions of people with basically four temptations. Basically four temptations. There's more. But again, his playbook is pretty short, pretty small. And this seduction leading to temptation has led to bondage and destruction. One of them is pornography, the allure of nakedness. That's, that's one of the temptations. Uh, sexual sins, that's prior to being married, getting involved in different sexual sins of lust, self-gratification sexually, sex before marriage, violating God's design. That's generally speaking the second seduction, temptation of sexual sins. And one we don't often talk about, but is very alive and very real, is emotional temptations, emotional affairs. Someone's married, and they're flirting with having inappropriate conversations with someone other than their spouse, which usually that emotional affair is a very short baby step to the fourth Seduction is sexual unfaithfulness within a marriage. Now, when we fail as human beings, when we fail, when we take and bite one of the hooks that Satan puts in front of us, uh, we typically have taken the very same steps David took. Now, these are not in your notes. All right, those of you note takers, you're you're ready to go for the central point. I'm going to make you wait. All right, a little bit. But here's the steps that we take when we fail. It's the very same steps David took. Here's the first one. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. In the springtime, that was when kings went off to war. They had to go defend. They had to go kick enemy uh, soldiers out. The roads are now dry. They're not muddy. Uh, They walked and rode. They they didn't have the technology we had with, with transportation, so they waited till springtime. And that's when kings took their soldiers out to war. But we see here, but David stayed in Jerusalem. David wasn't where he was supposed to be. And when you and I are tempted, typically it starts out we are somewhere we should not be. The second step that David took is that he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. He saw something that he wasn't supposed to see. Now, David looked intently at Bathsheba. Now, that doesn't say that in the text. It just uses the word, an English word, saw. He saw this woman bathing. Well, that 
Hebrew word for saw uh, isn't a, um, a quick glance and a, hello, I need to quickly divert my eyes. No, the Hebrew word pronunciated as ra'ah. Ra'ah, that means to inspect, to gaze intently. It was ra'ah. He wasn't, whoa, whoa, hello. See, those type of temptations happen all the time. Happen also on, on your social media feed. Whoa, hello. Do you swipe away, click off, or do you look intently? Do you inspect? Do you rah? That's what David did. He saw something he wasn't supposed to see, which led him, number three, third step is he did something he wasn't supposed to do. He did something he wasn't supposed to do. Even after God provided a messenger to tell him exactly who she was, her name, her father's name. And by the way, David, it's the wife of your friend. Your friend. And the fourth step is that he cost other people something they weren't supposed to pay. He cost other people something they weren't supposed to pay. If you know the story, Bathsheba shows up pregnant. Uriah's off fighting David's battles. And David tried to trick him to come home and sleep with his wife. And he was a very good warrior and he didn't do that. So David had him killed in battle. It looked like just another war casualty. Oh, it was a casualty of war, but a different kind. It cost other people something they weren't supposed to lose. Um, two things of, we're all vulnerable. I mean, I, 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 you know, it wasn't that long ago if, to look at certain things, you know, sexually tempting. You had to go to the shady part of town and to some crazy looking business and walk inside. Now it's a click away. It's a channel away. When are we, we're all vulnerable. When are we extra vulnerable? Is when we are overly confident. <laughs> I would never do that. I got this. Not me. Overly confident. Um, I gained my freedom from kind of all, you know, lustful thoughts and desires. I know the date, October 21st, 2008. From that point on, I have never lusted or thought of anything inappropriate since. I just completely made that up. <laughs> that is not true. I'm in the battle too. And when God is blessing Grace Point like crazy, like he's doing right now, my temptations are on steroids. I'm in the battle. First Corinthians, kind of as a slap across the face if we think that we're okay. Paul says this, so if you think that you are standing firm, you got this, not going to fall, uh, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is it's common to everybody. We all get tempted in different ways. The same, the same punk who's, who's tempting us 
He goes, you're not different. I'm not different. It's common to man. But I love the promise in, the, in, in verse 13. I love this promise. It says, and, and God is faithful. Okay, very faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond which, which you can bear. Now, we talked about this in the, in the summer with the series that, you know, it's not, these aren't true. That This is not saying that God will never give you anything difficult in your life more than you can bear. That is not what that means. God will always prov- provide the situations that are beyond our able to bear, ability to, to, to bear it. That's why we need God, all right? It's talking about challenges, problems, trials. This verse is talking about when you're tempted to sin. God's not going to allow you to be tempted to sin beyond what you have the ability to bear. And this is a promise. But when you are tempted, he, God, when you're tempted, God's right there. Satan is too. But God, he, will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. God will always, always, always provide an exit. Off that highway. I always provide an exit. Here's some exits. Uh, say no. Don't go. Click off. Turn off. Walk away. God will always say, um, say no to that. Don't, don't go to that. Turn that off. Click that off. You're in a place that you should not be. Walk away. So when we say, well, it just happened. No, it didn't. We were taking steps, many steps along the way. But we're extra vulnerable when we are overly confident. Second way that we're extra vulnerable is when we feel entitled. I think David felt entitled. I'm the king. Come on, man. I, I've been going out spring after spring after spring, these battles, these wars. I'm tired. You know, I'm the king. You know, I, I need to stay home. I trust Joab. I, you know, I've reproduced leaders. I, I just, I'm going to let him go. And Why? Because I'm the king. I can stay here. When we feel entitled, like I, I, I'm not receiving this from someone I should receive it from, and I need this, so I'm entitled to find it somewhere else. I'm entitled. Here's the central point, note takers. You can breathe now. You aren't a warrior because you always win. You are a warrior because you always fight. You aren't a warrior because you always win. Now, see, that's where Satan, upon if you, when you fall, he just puts his foot on your neck and like you're a failure, you're an idiot, you're this, you're a loser, you know, and you're like, I, I quit. No. Doesn't mean warriors never lose a skirmish now and then. No. You are a warrior because you always fight. You get yourself up, and you're going to make some changes, and you're going to keep fighting. Fight for your purity. Fight for your future marriage if you're not married. Fight for your current marriage. Fight for trust. Fight for restoring trust. Fight against the barrage of temptations that continue to come and come and come. Keep fighting. That's a warrior. Now I'm going to give you a temptation plan that we've talked about. Here's five things, all right, for your notes. Five steps to take for a temptation 
plan. First of all, no duh, never fight alone. Never fight alone. You think, uh, you know, I got this. I won't tell anybody. I'm struggling, so I, you know, I'll be fine. There's a word for that. It's called foolish. Stronger word. Stupid. All right? Never fight alone. I've said this phrase year after year after year as, as your pastor. It's this. Little to no accountability leads to incredible stupidity. You can tweet that. All right? Better, better yet, apply it. Little to no accountability leads to incredible stupidity. By thinking I can fight this alone. Alone. Um, I, 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 I wish more couples would do this. I, I invite candy into my struggles. Like, I, I'm, man, I, man, the temptation is coming on strong. And, and, and guess what? She cranks her prayers up for me. Um, okay, we're going to go see a movie. Candy investigates. What's going to be in this movie? Is it something that we should open ourselves up to? Uh, you know, different sites, different this and that. I, I, I'm trying not to fight alone. I am weak. I'm just a guy. And when Satan is, is not liking what God is doing here at Grace Point, my target just expands. Because Satan knows if I can take this sucker out, I will damage hundreds of people. So I'm trying not to fight alone. The second step is probably the hardest step because we don't want to take it. It's this, deny yourself. Temptation battle plan. You have to say no to yourself. Do you want the other mic? I'm going to get the other mic, okay? All right. Are we on? See, Satan doesn't want me to talk. We had a plan. Backup plan. Deny yourself. Say no to yourself. Guess what? Our earthly desires are there. We're susceptible. And Satan's always, you know, flashing a little shiny object, you know. And, whoo, man, he's cute. Man, I wish my husband would look like that. Oh, my goodness, he's hot. Oh, this channel. And to say, no, I'm going to deny myself. We don't like making those sacrifices. Um, I'll just give you some examples. I deny myself from premium cable channels. I've been doing that for years. Um, I keep getting these you know, things from my cable, um, cable company and say, hey, we get, you know, HBO, Cinemax, all da, 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 for free for the next three months. And I'll, I'll call them because they, they kick them on free and I call them and block those channels. But, sir, you don't understand. They're, you're saving money. They're free. I don't care. I've been in a shouting match with the person on the other side of other side, uh, side of the phone going, I don't want that in my house. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate that. Thank you. You got my back. There's many entertainment platforms I say no to. My flesh wants me to say yes, but I'm choosing to say no. Um, lately, I'm See, my daughters and my grandkids are on all these social media, and they put together little videos, and they put them on reels. I watch them from my wife's phone because 
I'm, I'm watching reels on Facebook or on Instagram, and all of a sudden a seductive video is right in front of my face that I didn't ask for, and they keep coming. So, oh, have you seen the reel? Honey, let me see on your phone. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Colossians 3 says this, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly, uh, earthly nature. They need colon there. Let me give you exactly what our earthly nature is. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. That's not money. It's greed. It's like, I want more of this which is idolatry, meaning you get so sucked into this, you're bowing down and giving in to your earthly nature. That's your God that you're serving. And he says here, to, to fight this, how you win is that you must kill them, kill these desires. Now, the verses later in Colossians talks about attitudes we shouldn't have. And he says, get rid of them. In the Greek, it's basically saying, take out to the trash, wrong attitudes, but when it comes to our earthly nature and being tempted sensually, put to death. Very harsh statement. And I have found that the only way these suckers die is by starvation. It's by starvation. Um, to, to starve, like I meant, maybe you're in an unhealthy, ungodly relationship. You need to get out of that relationship, have separation, and starve yourself from all the feelings that you have. And then you should make a promise. I'm going to not date for one year at all. Nothing. Because you need to begin to kill some of these things that have been growing. Uh, covenant eyes. <clears throat> covenant eyes. Covenant eyes.com. That you take all of your devices and you put them in there and you give someone that you trust. Um, uh, their email address, and every place you go, uh, they find out about. Now, I'm telling you this. Um, we may be stupid, but not dumb. If we know someone is going to know where we go, we won't go there. It's called denying yourself. Denying yourself. Maybe some of you cannot handle a smartphone which don't make us really smart. Maybe you need to go get a burner phone that you can't get on the Internet with. So you got to take aggressive steps to deny yourself. Number three, third step is be honest with your weaknesses and your triggers. We all have weaknesses. We all have triggers. Temptations that catch our eye, catch our desire. Here's some, here's some weaknesses and triggers that, that, that we're more, more vulnerable. When we're tired, when we're discouraged, when we're lonely, when we're frustrated, when we are actually alone. We are like red meat to the enemy. So, okay, be honest with your triggers because we're only as strong as we're honest with our weaknesses. And say, okay, now I need to come up with a plan. So when I am tired, when I am discouraged, when I'm, you know, all those things, I have a plan. I'll get to that in just a minute. Here's the fourth step. Be wise with where you go, when you go, with whom you go. Because if you're not wise, you're going to go somewhere and it's not going to be good. We have a policy here for all the pastors that we do not drive in a vehicle alone with a female that's not a part of our family. I had this. My, my assistant was a block from me. Hey, can I get a ride to church? Let me see if one of my daughters can come with us. Sorry, they're all busy 
can't, I can't give you a ride. I'm just trying to be smart. Uh, also, not, not be in the cars together, not eating alone together um, with any female outside of our family. Just giving you some examples. Um, we have something that is helpful for all of our children to keep them safe and our teenagers to keep them safe, but we have tons of volunteers that there's all these nooks and crannies at this church. Let me just tell you, we got cameras everywhere. It's for the protection from, from harm to our children and, and teenagers, but it's our protection from our stupidity. I'm serving Jesus, and now I'm alone, spending lots of time with someone and no one's around, we love you enough that we put cameras everywhere. And they record, just let you know. David, it was late at night, and he was all alone, and that was a dangerous combination. Number five, have a trigger strategy. Okay, I have weaknesses, I have triggers. Have a strategy when you are weak, when you are going to be tri- triggered. All right, okay, I'm, I'm feeling tempted, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. What's my plan? Uh, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go run. Take up axe throwing. I don't care. Have a, a release from your temptations. Call a friend. Uh, plan a house project, paint a room, clean a closet, something to distract you and have a strategy um, for, for, for when you're tempted. Now, every time Candy abandons me to see our kids and grandkids, All right, she drafts me like a bad habit, and she gets on a plane and she goes see her kids and grandkids I already have a plan when I know I'm going to be home alone for a number of days. I've got a lot of house projects done, (laughs) all right? Because, man, when I'm alone, man, Satan is, like, screaming at me, tempting me like crazy. She's leaving in April for our youngest daughter's bridal shower in Virginia. I've already got plans. I'm making a list. I'm going to replace that tile. I'm going to regrout that. I'm going to write some more on my book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because I have strategy, a strategy for triggers. I also have a temptation battle prayer. Do you want to hear my temptation battle prayer? Okay, all right. I, I'm going to have you repeat it after me because if you repeat it, you might remember it. Here, repeat after me. Um, Dear Lord, help me to not be stupid. There's your temptation battle prayer. Dear Lord... Help me to not be stupid. Because guess what sin makes us? Stupid. Because we are, aren't a warrior because we win all the time. We are a warrior because we keep fighting. Some of you, if you're not married, you're like, you know what? Everything will be better when I get married. All the married people go, Argh. Have a plan. Good words, have a plan. All right, a few minutes left. Okay, you have a battle plan to resist temptation. Let me give you two steps, a recovery plan of when you fall. Recovery plan. First one, confess to God. You've got to start here. That's forgiveness. Go to God. He's a... 
He's already seen it all, heard it all. He knows what you've been reading. He knows what sites you're on. He knows where you've been that you should have been, doing things you know you shouldn't have done. We have David's prayer to God. I'll read it to you, Psalm 32. David writes this. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sins, whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, meaning when I kept secret my sin with Bathsheba, no one knew but God. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long for day and night. Your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of the summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Do you notice that David said, when I acknowledge my sin to you, David didn't say, when I said I made a mistake. No, we are not mistakers, we are sinners. When we, not, we, when we don't call sin sins, um, Satan is still winning. We've got to call it what it is. David said, when I acknowledge my sin, when I, I stopped covering up my iniquity, Forgiveness is the first step of recovery. The second step is confess to the right people, to the right people. And that's for our healing. This is for our forgiveness. This is for our healing. Now, don't confess to anyone. You have to confess to the right person. James helps us with this. James says this, confess your sins uh, to each other and pray for each other so that you can be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You need to confess to the right person, obviously the one that you violated or lost their trust, but also confess to a righteous person that you know will pray for you. And people need to be physically healed because they have unconfessed sin. Sin affects our bodies. In this passage about come to the church, bring the elders to the church for those who have sinned so that you may be healed. And then James says, now let me say that part, part not all, but part of our, our physical ailments are, are the result of unconfessed sin. Go to the right person, someone who is righteous as a step toward healing. Again, God has given every warrior someone to protect we got to protect ourselves because if we don't protect ourselves, we can't protect those we love. God has given every warrior someone to protect, a kingdom to advance, and a battle to win, and this is a battle we must fight. But you aren't a warrior because you always win. You're a warrior if you always fight and you keep fighting. Now, I'm going to give you some resources, the first resource um, that I want to say, if you, you need a Christian counselor, email the church. We have several professional counselors in our church now that we, we partner with. Um, 
that you can talk privately with and get some get some godly counsel and practical help. But I also put, if those of you in the room have have a program, on the bottom of the notes, there are some book resources for you. Um, you, you may notice a theme here. Every man's battle, every young man's battle, every woman's battle, every young woman's battle. See the pattern? Uh, that's because we're all in it. Teenage girls, teenage guys, men, women. And then over here is every heart restored, helping wives whose husband has fallen into sexual sin. Um, these are good resources so that you keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Fight for your life. Fight for your purity. purity. Fight for your testimony. Fight for your, your family. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your future marriage. Fight for trust. Fight to restore trust. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Guess another great thing about heaven. You don't have to fight anymore. There's no more sin. There's no more temptation. Ever and ever and ever. Until then, we got to keep fighting. Let's pray. God, you know all of us are in a battle in different ways. You know what books we're reading that are inappropriate, what sites we want to click on or have been clicking on, other movies that we have no business watching that we're watching, conversations that we should not be having with other people that are not our spouse. God, you, you know it all. You see it all. And it breaks your heart. And you know what it's going to do to us. So, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would help warriors to not be discouraged to not quit, but they would get up and keep fighting with your help, with your guidance, with your power. So, Lord, help us. We have many warriors that are really fighting. or We have hundreds that are just really getting into their faith and being discipled, and they're a target. They're a target. So, Lord, help us because we are weak. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your instructions, even the difficult examples you have given, the Bible says, for our education, for our help. So, Lord, help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.